<laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah we're here. Uh, hi, welcome <clears throat> to Talk Comics to Me. I'm I'm Champ Champenstein. I am Heather Had Hadfield. And Heather had quite the week full of comics, but I, I did want to mention one more time my black and pink fundraiser. <laughs> There's a fundraiser going on for Opportunity Campus. It helps uh, LGBTQ, IA, S2+, youths who are system impact, and I don't know, it's just like a really important thing because, you know, lots of those people are usually you know kicked out of their homes a lot of them end up in prisons or in the system and it's important to give those people support so we don't lose them give them your money give them your money you don't need it and that's me and by them i mean black and pink as well so i will put the link in the thing again i'll put it in our bio as well i think i already did on instagram so please go donate money, $5, $1, I don't care. It's cool. And for those of you who have donated, because I have seen your names out there, thank you so much. It's a huge, huge thing for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. The longer you talk, the longer I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we are going to get into it as always. So thanks for joining us. Heather, take it over. All right. I'm just going to... I can't even snap because I messed up my thumb. I told you I need my thumb for everything. I can barely snap as it is, so I don't know why I was... Okay. (laughs) I have The Modern Frankenstein. This is issue number one. This is a heavy metal uh, Magna Comics joint. Um, This is about a brilliant surgeon who is in love with her weird doctor, Dr. Frankenstein. It's just a modern take on Frankenstein, but with romance. You know I'm into it. Yeah. Was it was it? actually it was actually really interesting. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Was um, yeah, it was, uh, she's moving up in the world, and a lot of people think it's because her the Dr. Frankenstein favors her, but she actually is brilliant. So at one point, he's like, look, I need to show you what I've been working on. Uh, it's human trials of things, basically. I want to bring you into it. I want you to expand beyond what you are doing now, because I believe in you. And right. so she agrees to do it. But it says the next issue, let me let me just see if it says it in here. It's just going to be romantic. It, the, he's not wearing, his shirt is unbuttoned, and she's it, got her arms around him. Yeah, it looks like a, like a romance novel cover. I'm excited. Did a sexy a, Frankenstein? Did you put it on your poll? Yes, uh, I absolutely did, right after today. Uh, yeah, because I was like, I remember you only had special ordered it, so I was like, don't forget. Yes. Um, well, we're going to have to start doing that during the podcast. All right, got to pop on to previews. Yes, <laughs> I'll be right back. I. It happened while I was at work. I was just like, I can't remember what I was doing, playing around on TCG or something, and I said, oh, I'll be right back, and I had to go grab my computer just so I could, like, add stuff to my poll. <laughs> otherwise, I would have forgotten, because Wendy was busy, and I, because otherwise, I usually am just like, hey, can you add this, like, while I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it? But I didn't want to bother her, because I'd been doing it all day, all day, just, hey, can you add me the B covers for this instead of eight? I, I was annoying myself, so I went and grabbed my computer and added it. So next, I have... Uh, this is Snatched. This is issue number one. Uh, this is just about the racism and misogyny and classism within the hair community. Um, this was a really weird book to read because I understand the story, like, I, the idea, mm-hmm. the information, but the way that it went about telling the story, uh, was just strange. Uh, I think I am going to get the second issue because I'm curious because it is very violent. And yeah. I, I did like 
the violence in it. And I like, there's like a few different storylines kind of going on and it's obviously going to merge and you get to figure out what is happening. <laughs> but I, I'm just, I'm invested in one of the storylines in particular. So it's, I don't know. It's like a weird horror current news. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the best way to. Yeah. I don't know. This is snatched. <laughs> this one I uh, had to look up because I couldn't remember what it was about when I knew that I had just special ordered the first one. Yeah. So. Eh. All right, so I have bottom fours. I got this a, a while back. I have just finally kind of come on to some time to read other things for fun outside of school. And uh, I think that the front of it is the only one that describes it as gentrification horror at its finest, but it is it is that wraps it up in itself. It's, it's a gentrification horror book. It's basically about... Um, a young artist moving into where her family grew up or like where she was born which is just like a bad part of town and she's an art student a new landlord has bought the building that some older person has been living there forever and like is being pushed out because he's trying to bring in you know like new fresh blood all of these sorts of things and she is a fashion designer ends up meeting up with somebody to like try to sell her stuff <laughs> and uh <laughs> and she ends up like her white friend tells her about how the the fashion woman she's like showing her stuff to about how like she just moved into the bottom fours like how like dangerous and seedy it is but how she lives next to this really famous dj just like all of those really like classic signs of white people moving into your neighborhood rich white people moving into your neighborhood so it's uh it's i'm only about halfway through it's really really great um it, the colors and the art are really 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 good i really like it's hard to describe the colors and how the art works but it's just like so bright and at times dark like when it's showing darkness it's still bright but still dark it's really great in its balance uh, nice little book by Ezra Clayton Daniels and Ben Passmore. Uh, I don't know if you remember that Ezra Clayton Daniels had come to the shop a couple of few years back now to do signings when he had, uh... What was, what was the book? Because I, now, now I'm recognizing yeah, say, the name. Now I'm blanking on what the other book is called. Was it something about, like, a head? Yeah, yeah it was, like, the orange cover and it had, like, the the guy and had a green face. I remember now because you had me send you the pictures. Yeah, yeah. So well, I well, met him. Yeah, I was saying. <laughs> I shook his hand and everything. Uh, I unfortunately didn't read that book, but if it's anything like this book, I'm definitely going to start like checking out more of his work just because it, it's really, really good, really relevant, and I just, I'm really excited to finish this to see where it goes. Because okay. I do like the like combination of like what it's doing and then like, you know, the little bit of horror elements right. to it. Is it like that subtle kind of horror? Yeah, and it's also just like that weird like building is alive or building has weird gross things growing out of it sort of thing you know like it has that body horror element in its yeah. own like in, in its own way it was right there i Here, almost I, had it i'll look it up real fast just uh give us a whole 10 seconds because in my head i'm like it has old in it doesn't it i thought it had pound i don't know we're never gonna figure it out you're right. We will never figure it out. 
pull it up. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm on his website. Writer. Where? I can't click oh. on Menu. <laughs> We're old. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Upgrade soul is what the I book is called. I said pound and you said old. Uh, we were both kind of right. <laughs> Upgrade soul. At least we could both imagine the picture. Yeah, we got the cover exactly right. If you can even see Even though this. we didn't even talk about the cover. Yeah. No, we did. That's what we were talking about. I know, about. but we didn't describe it at all. We just said, yeah, the cover. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, really great writer. That's, that's what we do now. <laughs> that is what we figured out this week. Okay, so we're... I'm just gonna keep talking about comics because I am just I love us. This is Deadly Class. This is issue number forty-five. This has been on a hiatus. Yeah, for like a year. Yeah, I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a it's been a grip of time for sure. A hot minute. Uh, so this just picks up where this doesn't just pick up. No, what it am I definitely about? does not just pick up. It picks up about you know like. Nine years down the line. <laughs> uh, so we're still following Marcus, but it's 1991 now. He's still a fucking pretentious prick. Almost more than he was then, and which I get it, but like, just chill. Yeah, it is like, like babe wants to talk to you, just handle it. Yeah, <laughs> just like I don't know, just bang it, get out of there if that's what you want. Yeah, you don't need to drag him in. She's clearly interested. Yeah, and she's a teenager, so like, it perfect for him. <laughs> it takes zero effort. I don't. <laughs> I'm talking about myself. Uh, yeah, I was going to speaking I have, as a teen. I have no idea because I've never tried to hit on teenagers. Let me clarify that right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Deadly class, right, right good violent book. It's like dangerous and sexy. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Just like my alternate persona. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, um, there's like... It's just Marcus being a dick. Uh, you don't really get to know what happened to anyone else from the the battle on the hill. Yeah, I don't the, know if that's what it was, but that's what I'm going to call it. Just um, the previous story. Or, yeah. You, know. um, you just know that he, at this point, it's making it seem like he's the only one who kind of made it out alive. But there's like some flashbacks of just people, not situations. I loved the last page, though, I do have to say. Yeah, no, I just, like, that's one of the things about this just book like, I love the most is the art is, so, the art and colors are so great. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's part of the reason in the panel set- setups, like, that really drew me into this book, like, to begin with. And just the fact that it is, like, hyper-violent. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's kind of um, ridiculous. This, this issue... Sorry, I can't stop... I am. Um, yeah, it's very violent, and I like that. And I, I still like that despite the fact that it is a certain amount of years from when he was a, a youngin. I'm, I don't know why I said that. Um, he still talks like a like a child. Yeah, no, he definitely <clears throat> still feels like fixated in this place and time and just like who he thinks he is but i don't know like he's I don't... the most miserable no one else can be miserable uh, yeah it's... and i just yeah i i think it's like i told you it's like i weirdly like hate marcus like i feel like he had hit this point where he was like almost not enjoyable but i feel like he was like learning yeah and at this point i'm like did you just not learn anything no. i also just like stop messing with chicks dog if you That's, can't, yeah if, it's if just bad news for if, him if you can't handle it just stop messing with it 
Just, like, leave it alone. He's just a piece of poop. Um, but, so, next. Um, <laughs> Tell me just, about it. Tell me about it. I have it. tons of number ones this week and number twos, surprisingly. So, I'm just, I didn't pick an order. I'm just, like, I just threw them together. So, this is uh, Summoner's War Legacy. This is issue number one. I just special ordered this kind of as a joke to myself because uh, this is based off of a like a game. As a joke to myself. Yeah. So the thing about this game is uh, my little brother-in-law. Is it online or is it? It's an app essentially. Okay. Like it's, <laughs> I always, yeah, I always played it on my phone. So my younger brother-in-law, he is a huge nerd. Uh, love him. Gage, sweetie. So he got me into this game. Uh, he was obsessed with it, would like spend money in the app and level up, do whatever you do. And that was how me and him like bonded for a while. So I would play this game and I was very much fixated by it. I believe it was a game first. I would say I've, the, yeah. the game, I played the game Oh, God, years ago. I was still living in Lincoln and working at at least seven years ago is when I was playing the game. Um, But, yeah, it's just a game where you collect monsters, you level them up, and you can summon them to fight and gain more monsters. So it's like Pokemon? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Okay. It's just the monsters are grown. The monsters are grown-ups. Oh, so you don't, like, get a level or grow them up with you? You, I mean, you do kind of, but it's like... I. Pokemon is, like, soft. It's for, like, children. Clearly for children. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) It's coming from someone who still buys Pokemon cards. Like, um, but this is, when you see the monsters and stuff, it's, like, you can tell the difference. Like, these ones look, like, hard. Like, we play basketball after dark, you know, like, kind of monsters. Whereas, like, Pokemon are, like, we have to come in when the streetlights come on. Like, kind of monsters. So, Um, never mind. I don't, sorry, this lasted way longer than I wanted it to. This is basically just a story about a uh, mage who is summoning monsters. Okay. That's it. That's that's literally it. And the monsters are based off of the game, and that's where the name comes from, is Summoner's War. All right, dude. <laughs> I think that's the theme for today. This lasted way longer than I wanted it to. Yeah, and I'm about to get real into this one now. <laughs> do you want to go, or do you want me to? No, I, I, because I have two. So I mean, oh, yeah. Whatever, we can just take turns. Let's go back and forth. Okay, so I'm going to just touch on this briefly. I think you all know how I, or some of you know how I feel about this book. This is crossover. This is issue number six. This wraps up this story arc. I just don't like this book. Uh, this issue. Can I see? Yeah, I, I see basically described it to a friend as like the re- a ready player one of yeah. image image characters. It just like. Any image character you could think of, they just, like, shove that bitch in there. <laughs> it's it's there. Uh, even the zombies from The Walking Dead. It's... It's a lot. It's... I think God. it's... I on, just, like, rolled my eyes. <laughs> I think on its surface, it could be a really interesting idea. Like I've said many times before, for me, it just fails because it really plays into, like, Donny Cates' tropes. Just the way he really loves like putting his own work into stuff how he kind of just I don't know I don't know I don't know what it is it just feels so weak and it's unfortunate because I do think it's like 
it has the bones. It could be really like interesting. And I think it has moments where it could be more, but it just doesn't. Cute. Um, I need to know for real though, how is the romance in here? Uh, I mean, I haven't, I mean, <laughs> not good. Cause I love this dude's sweater and tie combo. I just think- But that, I would not let him hold my hand. I think it's at one of those things where, especially at this point where it's like, she's not gonna trust him. They're gonna like, they're gonna go into this fight or this battle together. She's finally let up her like big secret. And now like, I think this point is like where everything kind of builds for them, like relationship wise based on romance. So, I don't know. It's a beautiful book. Honestly, it looks great. Uh, I just, once again, i just not a huge fan of the story. And just like the fool I am, because our best friendship is writing the next issue, I am getting the next issue. I just want to see, like, basically I just want to see what Chip does, like where, because I feel like he can't be following necessarily the same story. Once again, it just kind of follows falls into this cliche that I, I don't really like, but, like, you're gonna look with the dudes I know. I, it's like, you know, every band in Omaha. Look, I played that card. <laughs> I play that card all the time. You know who I'm married to? Uh, and, I mean, you know, we make a, a joke about Chip being our best friend all the time, but... Look, we like, talked to him for, like, two hours. <laughs> we set a date. <laughs> And the year anniversary of that is coming up, so, you know, check out it is. our YouTubes and watch that, that interview. It's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. He made me laugh. He did make me laugh. He's our well. best friend. He's our best friend. Okay. I have uh, Jim Henson's The Storyteller Trickster's Tale Number 2 of 4. This is, um, is gosh this dang your it. spider one? I just, no, no, no. Anansi the Spider was the first one. This is about, okay. um, it, I'm going to I'm going to pronounce it wrong and I really don't want to cuz the story was really interesting. Ishu? Eshu? I didn't read it. Um and I oh my god. And I don't uh, I I just looked this up to see like the correct like pronunciation and like where exactly the story takes place but I can't remember right now. All I could remember is one of the countries that's within this region is Nigeria. So was it Nigeria? Yeah, I believe it was Nigeria because it's like stuck in my head. So it has to be that. Anyway, uh, this you didn't is another. Balance this out with me before we started. This I know. I should have told you. <laughs> I should have mentioned it to you. Um, anyway, this is a story about the trickster god of. The, I'm so I, sorry. I can't believe you. Hit I'm me. so sorry. Uh, the trickster god of this uh, culture, and his name is Ishu. Ishu. Well, shoot. I wish I could just figure it out. Anyway. Um, Basically, there is a young girl, and she summons this god and is like, hey, I need you to help me. Um, I am in love with this man, and he is, like, the best man within the, the village, but he doesn't notice me. So I want to write stories about you, like tapestries about you, so that people will notice you. And if I get people to notice you, you can help me in this and trick this man into loving me. Hmm. Um it's such a good story. I love it so much. Um, obviously, there's more to the story. The She's more of a trickster than the god was, and she tricked him. <laughs> uh, and that's how certain devotees came to be, and certain gods are actually mentioned now. So I really, really like these stories. I, I liked when, the, when they did the ghosts. Mm -hmm. I loved the first issue of that, but I just didn't keep up with it because I wasn't, like, super invested. But these are really good. I like them. 
Whoops. I did not just throw my comic. <laughs> well, I mean, shoot, I'm not going to sell that now. <laughs> All right, so now we have uh, Once in Future. This is issue number 18. Uh, we will not go much. Oh, my God. Are you going to throw another one? Jeez, dude. You Look, got some I'm hot, all about the distraction of comics. got some hot hands today. <laughs> uh, so this is issue number 18. Not going to go too far into this book just because it is the end of a story arc. And, and we're pretty deep into the story. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duncan, Bridget, Rose are all on the fight against Merlin. And this is honestly probably my favorite favorite issue of Once it's in Future. It's really good because there's a twist in it that I kind of was not spe- expecting at all. Like, I knew that the guard or oh, the soldier yeah, or whatever, no. like, he was up to something fishy, but that's not what I was expecting. I thought he was just, like, suspicious. I just, like, there is one particular page set that I loved here just because I I wasn't expecting something to happen, and when it did, I screamed on the top of my lungs. Because, yeah, it's so And cool. was just, like, several times, because it's so good. And... The, uh, the fact that he says that, too, while doing yeah, it, yeah, it's just, like... Yeah, he's just so... It's so good. It's so, so, so good. It's... And I gotta talk about this page real fast, because mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for just, like, out-of-frame, out of changing-the-page comics pages and i i loved this i loved it so much uh enough can't be said about dan mora or tamra uh bond villain just like (laughs) fucking art and colors on this book are just out of this goddamn world i don't would you say they're other world (laughs) god damn it dude (laughs) get the fuck out of my house get out i can't do this uh, I would say they're otherworld, okay. if that, that pleases you. Okay, it does. I love it. It just tickled me. Because <laughs> it's just, I don't think I've ever read a book like this. And I there are a lot of books where I love the art. I think that's something that brings me to a lot of comics. But every time, it just feels like they both, like, put their goddamn life soul into this book. And it's just like, how does it look this good? Like, how do the colors look this great? How does the art look this great? It's like... It's colors that also should not look that good together. Like, when you look at them separately, yeah, they're, like, good colors, but it's, like, those sh- those shouldn't work well, as well as they do. Like, the pinks and the blues especially, like, just the way that they're bright. I was saying, and, such, and for such a, like, the, for the content of the book itself and, like, what the story is about, that's also something that's interesting about mm-hmm. the colors is that, like, it's almost like opposite of what you would think of a book like this right like because when i look at those colors i think of wind yeah I like that's yeah. for some reason like when i see them like yeah these colors would look real good with that story wind. yeah because you just think you're yeah you're thinking bright happy like all right. of these things joyous like baby boy girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little boy baby boy <laughs> it's yeah it's, it's it's really really interesting and yeah dan mora is just such a beast like every day my man day. Like, I don't know how he does it. I don't know, with just, like, that cute smile on his face, too. Like, I just imagine him, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but his little profile picture is adorable because he's just, and that's the face that I imagine on him when he's drawing all the time. Like, I cannot get it out of my head that this dude is probably just, like, the sweetest, sweetest man ever (laughs) with just that smile on his face all the time. And for him to draw this kind of stuff pleases me greatly. (laughs) Yeah, so honestly, I think this would be a book both Heather and I would highly, highly suggest for anyone. Uh, I think especially if you do enjoy any sort of, like, 
King Arthur stories, any sort of, like, English mythology, folklore, like, it really delves deep into those things in, like, a very interesting way. And I think as somebody who isn't, like, super into those things, but also just, like, you know, gleam the surface of all of those, it does a great job of explaining itself, and it does make you kind of want to find a way to, like, get into those books or, like, those, like, stories. I can send you a bunch of stuff. Like I, I don't have time. <laughs> One day. One day. You can send them to me. I'll put them on my book and then they're there. Okay. Forever. Okay, cool. I got some. I'm going to send you some good ones. Um, Okay, I have. Can you see? Down. Go down. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) There's like a weird glare on it. Yeah, because of the light. Okay. We'll have to figure out our, like, we just switched rooms because there's actual couch in here. Yeah, whoever lived here n- must have known that we were coming over because that's, like, all that's in this room is just this couch. So they were like, mm, those freaks are probably going to break into our house again. It's Thursday. Um, we have a bunch of boxes other places. <laughs> there's, like, a couch and then a table, like a, a square table. It's real small for if you want to play cards with children. Um, I have Critical Role. This is You're box- really funny. Vi- Thank you. I've been telling people that for years, and I'm the only one who believes me. Um, Vox Machina Origins. This is series three. This is issue number two. Um, This just follows the Vox Machina as they are going through a trial, uh, just fighting a bunch of other groups for money. It's just like a little competition. That's seriously all it is. Like Um, a moral combat? Yeah, that's exactly like it. I know you watched that movie. I did watch that movie. You know I watched that movie. <laughs> um, I love Vox Machina when it comes to Critical Role. I like the Mighty Nine too. That has two of my favorite characters in it. But this has Vex, and uh, I just there is something I have to say about this art, which is I absolutely love it. I think that it just captures these characters so well. Look how good Percy looks. I can't. This art is just really good. Um, I love this. I love the. I love them. They are good. They are nice. He's my favorite. Can you tell? <laughs> the one in all black with a gray fur collar. Yeah, he's an elf and the he is like a crow. Nope. Who would have thought? The traps. Um, yeah, that's seriously all the issues about, so I'm not going to waste any more time on that. Do you want to go? No. You, oh, do you want me to go? I want you to talk about that book. I've been <laughs> waiting for it all day. I've been holding back from asking about it. Uh, I should have, like, gone more into detail about what happened in the book itself. So this is issue number 48. This is last issue of Outcast, my friends. Champ did it. I did it. Champ did it. I, Every I, single issue. I made it. I made it to the end, and honestly, I I didn't think I was going to. I figured I was going to stop. I didn't. I can't believe this. If you're at home right now, if you're watching this, let's three-second round of applause. The last issue of this came out in December. You looked that up? I did look that okay. up. It came out December 23rd. It, I don't know what, I hope it was the art that took this amount long, because, like, the art's great. I, lo- I think, if anything, the best part of this book is the art. I love the art. I, this, More like fart. <laughs> this story just took way too long to, like, wrap itself up. It could have easily finished within, like, 12 issues and done exactly the same thing i just i don't want to like play out that i hated this book especially towards the end because i really did but i do like i think 
like the first half of it was enjoyable. I liked the elements that they were introducing because I I do love like an interesting like possession story, and it had like those those things that were really great about it. But yeah, once again, it just like did not need to last that long, and it could have done the ending that Robert Kirkman had in his head since the beginning. Like, because that's one of the things, like, a lot of times he says is, like, I've always known how this is going to end. So it's, like, you could have just ended it, and that would have been just, like, totally fine. Like, that's it. I I know the book kind of started out as, like, a TV pitch, which is always kind of unfortunate in its own self. But for me personally, sometimes. I didn't like that ending either. Yeah, it's, uh. I've never read any of the book, and I did not like that ending. Honestly, and it's, like, the whole, like, climax happened, like, the last issue, so this issue was just, like, the downward, like, okay, here's where everybody goes, here are all the pieces, it's just, I don't know, man, like I said, did not, did not need to go that long, they could have introduced characters they wanted to introduce earlier, filled it out more, made it, or at least, like, made it more enjoyable, because there's too many issues where nothing happened. Or just, like, didn't build story. It was just filler. It's just filler. Yeah. And I think that's what happened from, like, I'm gonna be rude, like, issue 20. I remember you've been talking (laughs) shit for a while. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. It's, I think that's the weird thing about Robert Robert Kirkman. Like, it's part of the reason I don't want to get into Invincible, even though I've had so many people tell me so many good things about Invincible. It's just so long. It, it is really long, but I also just, like, I feel, I just, I don't have confidence in Robert Kirkman. I've read a lot of Robert Kirkman stuff, and I just don't, I enjoy it to a point, and then it's like, okay, but you've said this, so let's move on. Get it going. Or just, like, end it. Like, I think that's something I really enjoy about recommender books Mm -hmm. like short of deadly class like most of his books have an ending and they end fairly quickly or at least like to a point where you're like yes this is where this book should be Mm -hmm. ending it doesn't have an unnecessary yeah yeah so ow sorry i mean read like the first few trades of outcast until they kill the first main villain and then just hop hop on off because that's where everything kind of goes downhill you okay? No. I have so many books left to talk about. All right. I'm just going to chill. All right. I'm just going to, I'll take the wheel. Um, this is Cold Dead War. This is issue number two. This is uh, a heavy metal book. This is not a joint. This is about a group of zombie soldiers fighting Nazis. It reminded me of that movie that came out a couple years ago. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, and I meant to look it up, but I forgot about it. What is that movie called? I don't know. The one with... Overlord. What? Overlord. Yeah. Overlord. Thank you, Chris. Thank, thank you. Thanks for <laughs> eavesdropping. <laughs> Overlord. It, it really reminded me of that, except the Nazis aren't, like, super-powered mutants. It's literally just... Zombies. Dead zombies fighting Nazis. So does this... Team- Nazis that had survived from the war okay <laughs> thank you joseph, yeah no joseph mengala <laughs> is one of the doctors that's stupid yeah um i, 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 I don't honest, mean, i don't mean it like that i just think like, that seems really this really... is how i read this book this was literally how i read the book 
I can't tell you a conversation that they had in here. I was mostly looking at the pictures. Um, because at this point, I was just giving it a try because it's a Romero book. And 14-year-old <laughs> Heather just fucking loved it. I love Romero. Um, it's not that it's a bad story. It's just I don't care. Yeah. I, although I do love a good Nazi killing. As in killing Nazis. Not Nazis killing. Yeah, no, I thought... I, okay, I, okay. I just... My, my word... It could have been con- misconstrued. misconstrued. Yeah, I just love watching Nazis get killed. We're yeah. we're Jack Kirby's here. There it is. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, this is Dragon Age. This is Dark Fortress. This is issue number two. Um, this is just a continuance from the previous issue. <laughs> yes, um, yes, very good. Yeah, uh, Fenris is basically uh, trying to interrupt the ceremony that had at one point, done what it had done to him, which was fill his body with lyrium tattoos that kept him as a slave. They're trying to perfect it. And they're also trying to do it before the Kunari get there. And if you know what the Kunari is, you know why that was a bad idea. They're going to kill everyone. They're bad. They're bad men. <laughs> um, I absolutely, of course, will always love anything, no matter how weird the story is. And... Um, especially if it has Fenris in it, because, come on, let's be real. I know you love Fenris. I do know he that. He can do that and rip your heart out. <laughs> that? Well, Delirium does this really cool thing where he can, like, push his hand through you and not do any harm, but if he wants to, he can just pull that heart right out. So, like, weird rogue powers? Yeah. Not rogue powers. I mean, essentially, <laughs> yeah. It, like, makes him just go, <laughs> but, like, not be there. <laughs> you know? He's got a huge sword, and I actually mean sword. It's not. I do. <laughs> what? It's like twice I, the size of his body. I, I, I feel like, I mean, I guess maybe our audience doesn't know you meant a real sword. That's why I had to clarify. <laughs> just I in just, case. I, I, okay. Okay. Speaking we, of big swords. We got Helm Grey Castle. This is issue number one. This was a interesting little read. This is kind of a Hispanic take on an RPG. Yeah. Or like a, not an RPG. I guess there is an RPG in the back that is the same, but it's a It's like a, a fantasy cute... fantasy story. Yeah. With a mission. Yeah. It's really, I don't know, we had this conversation earlier. It's the, the verbiage and the dialogue is a little, I guess, yeah, stilted is the right word. It's just not... The cadence doesn't hit the way I think it's supposed to. So the more I think about it, the more it kind of sounds like when you are playing like any sort of RPG, like a video game, say, for example, you have the choice to make certain dialogue, but you have to listen to other people talk first before you give your own answer. That's what it sounds like to me. It's okay. like yeah, the, I get that. the pre-recorded dialogue between yeah. characters, like NPCs and stuff. That's It's like watching them talking. The story is interesting. Uh, a dragon prince gets kidnapped, and then this, uh, I guess, ragtag team of... It's always a ragtag team. <laughs> ...heroes decides, or doesn't decide, they need to go, like, save him from the enemy, and there are other things at play here, at the, in the, at the, in the... Within the kingdom. There we go. It's a kingdom. It's a kingdom. Stuff is going on. Yeah. I really did enjoy the art quite a bit, though. Yeah, no, the art was really good. And I do, I'm interested in the story. I think it's an interesting twist yeah. on, like, RPGs. Um, but, it, yeah, it was just the dialogue that was weird to me. I, I 
I was feeling like they were trying to bring me into it, but I couldn't just quite get past that bubble. Yeah. And I think maybe the thing is, too, is it's like a fantasy book. So I feel like I almost went into it with like, okay, the the dialogue, the way it's written, it's going to be like fantasy. And this is def- definitely not it. Right. Like it feels like, you know, kind of like a regular, regular old book. Just, just a normal, just, average, everyday book. Just in its its writing. Yeah. I get that. Not that that's a bad thing. You got this. You got this. Okay. So next I have Witchblood. This is issue number two. Um, is it better than the last issue? No. Oh, no. Um, but it wasn't, like, worse. Oh. It, it, it was just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was just kind of, like, another part of the story. Um, so... The, the injured witch from the very first issue, Yana, uh, she kind of goes to a healer to get fixed, and this healer happens to be her friend, and she's like, oh, I don't, I don't care about the witches anymore. I'm doing my own thing. And the healer reminds her that, like, you have a community. These are people who are here to help you. I didn't have to save your life. Help us. Because the vampires are going around drinking witch blood. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's it. Um, okay. She has to get to her leader i guess i want to say it's like a witch mom to her essentially but the vampires kind of get there first so there's like a cute little i said cute i didn't mean cute at all uh, there's a scuffle <laughs> there's a cute little scuffle there's a cute little scuffle you know some dead but that's it Whatever. some people die some people live you know that's how cute little scuffles go yeah but i think this is going to be the weird little catalyst that gets yana to do what she's supposed to be doing so again it's it wasn't better than the other one but it definitely wasn't worse i just right. i just don't know other than like the art if i truly care just kind of this. like middle of the road i do so i like the bad guys i like the vampires mm-hmm. i think they are a very weird group of people and i would much prefer to if the story was told from their point of view mm-hmm. rather than yana's because the, they're obviously the bad guys so they have to show from the good guys yeah, perspective yeah. i wish it had been the opposite where <laughs> it was like you were following packs because that dude is cool as hell if i ever saw that guy i'd be like okay kill me like, make me a vampire, please. Like, I want to travel with you. Where did you get your coat? But that's just me. And then he's like, oh, I got it at H&M. Don't worry. Yeah, Patrick, that's probably a good idea. I don't... I'm only doing it because I like vampires and witches, mm-hmm. and I like reading most stories about them. But I definitely would not recommend this to most people. Yeah, and I, I fell off the first issue, too, just because it wasn't, it wasn't very strong. And then the story was also kind of like, I feel like if I was maybe 10 years younger. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's like the same audience who would have read Blackbird. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a really, that's perfect, dude. Yeah. I'm nailing it. Yeah, today. you got that. Okay. So next I have, this is the last issue of Frank at Home on the Farm. Uh, Frank is going crazy with all these animals talking to him, which I don't blame him. I had a horse that looked like that just screaming in my face. Yeah. This book is brutal and I actually really love it, but he discovers what happens to hit, what happened to his family, which was his parents and then his younger brother. Um, All the farm animals kill him? uh, Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what they have you believe. There's a twist at the end that I was just like, but the twist was like, you're gonna have to let me borrow the rest of those issues. Since yeah, I got that first one. Now I'm like, I want to know how this ends. Yeah, no, it was a subtle twist, but it was like, okay, like kind of cool, just enough. Yeah, um, because it explains everything that has been going on, okay. like all the weird stuff that happens. Uh, but this book, there's like one, 
page in particular that I was just like, damn, dude, that's it's sick. Um, but yeah, he discovers what happened to his family. He discovers what's happening with the animals, like, in the barn and stuff. Meanwhile, on the outside of town, the cops have been investigating, like, arson and stuff that's been happening within the town. And they kind of have a hint as to where it is. The origins of this place are. Hmm. That's a pig. That's senior pig. But look at that. Like, look how cool that yeah, shit no, is. Yeah, that's really awesome. I heard in this book is bananas yeah it's like some pages it's like well that's like weird i don't like it but then it fits so well with the story yeah i was not expecting to enjoy this book this much it is the weirdest book i've ever read i think like right up there with it at least but for four issues this was a fantastic book all right i love how it tied up um that's good yeah i I just loved how like violent and weird it was it was i did not guess any of it I could not guess it. There's no way you can guess what happens in that book. All right. I love that. It's weird as hell. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was the last one. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm glad that it ended like that, but I wish there was more. Mm-hmm. I want like, I want a story from the pig's point of view. So next I have Abbott 1973. This is issue number four. I believe there's one more after this. Um, our main character is just trying to hunt down her girlfriend and stuff is not going the way that it's supposed to. That's it. All right. Because, uh, I mean, not a whole lot happens in here. It's just you get a little bit of a backstory with how the, those two met to begin with and then you get the the guy who had kidnapped her girlfriend. You get a little bit of his history, which ties into hers. But it's not like... I didn't care for it. There was, the art in one page was, like, really cool the way that they did it. Because he's a murderer. So they, once she, like, frees all of them and shit. Like, I don't know why, but her face, I was like, yeah, dude, kill him. (laughs) Then kill him. Those are some Jack Kirby looking faces. Yeah. Um, That's probably why I liked it so much. Like, all the eyebrows. I was like, those are, they all have the same eyebrows. The chin. But I feel different about each of them. (laughs) I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, but yeah, so there's one issue left, so we'll figure out how she's going to defeat the Umbra. So you haven't, like, how do you feel about it overall? It's an interesting story, um, for sure. Uh, it's more of a mystery than anything else, which I think is the really cool aspect because she's an investigator, so, Mm -hmm. or like a a writer for a a newspaper, but she investigates and stuff. Investigative journalist. Yeah, so she is using that part of her brain to do all of this research Mm -hmm. and like work and stuff. So I think that aspect of it is really cool. Uh, The magic system is confusing, but it's also, despite it being a main thing, it's more of like a side story because what it really is, is she's just trying to find her girlfriend who had been kidnapped. So I don't not like it. I just like, and it's written really well too, especially the characters are all fleshed out very well. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like if there was another series, I don't think I would read it. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not bad. I'm just, I am who I am. I get you. I know who you are. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Uh, All right, I have Beta Ray Bill. This is issue number two. I won't go much into this just because I know Heather has the first couple issues to read and catch up on. I will just say I absolutely love the shit out of this book. It is so good. I wish this was an ongoing series. Honestly, Daniel Warren Johnson is just so good at writing, at art. Michael or Mike Spicy, Spicer just colors his stuff so brilliant, brilliantly. It's 
It's hard to describe. I I feel like anytime I read a Daniel Warren Johnson book, I am I love him. I'm absolutely pleased beyond words. Like his oh. Wonder Woman Dead Earth is great. Uh, Murder Falcon. I know I've talked about it time and time again. It's one of my favorite books ever written. Like that's how I wear my outfit. Forever. When I was tucking his shirt into his pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think if you enjoy Beta Rebill, if you like any sort of Thor stories, this is definitely worth it. There were a couple lines in here that hit just like so well. I think it's it's oddly relatable. <laughs> like Well, it's just, just some guy trying to find his way. Well, and it's not just that, it's just like somebody who like can't find the love for themselves because they feel like other people are like outshining them even though they have like just all of this goodwill but because of their appearance and the way people perceive them you know it's just it's hard and I think it like captures that really really well and I think it captures the idea of not loving yourself extremely well which is fucking bananas and weird for a goddamn Beta Ray Bill book just like you know, and it's just like Murder Falcon where it comes out of, like, left field and it's like, hey, I'm just gonna, like, slap you around with some motions. You feel, like, crying today. <laughs> like, and it's like, well, damn, dude, I wasn't expecting to read a Beta Ray Bill book and just hate myself and try to love myself at the same time, but, like, thanks, dude. I can't wait to read it. Like, that's, that's all I can say because yeah. I just think it's, like, it. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm like I said, I just wish it was ongoing because I I could read this book all day every day. Yeah, I love I love it. Clap for Beta Ray and his feelings for himself. Oh, we get I mean, it. Yeah, <laughs> say I understand. I, I say I don't want to look like to look weird as fuck. That's why I, I like to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do a podcast. <laughs> Some people don't have. Oh my god, my speaker just went out. That was the weirdest thing. Yeah, it happened to me. Okay, it's back. (laughs) Don't worry. This is Detective Comics. (laughs) Oh, there it goes again. Um, This is... Just, just, just... I can't tell if it's just my ear, because remember, I've been having, like, problems with my ear, too. It could be the thing, because mine's gone out. Um, This is issue 1035. Um, This is a continuance of the the last story where Sarah Worth goes missing. It just kind of talks more about that. And then the second half of it is a story focused on Huntress and how she deals with her life. I didn't get a chance to read this one. This was at the end of my pile and I had, I was distracted. It was, I, of course, I will, at this point in my life, read anything that Dan Mora draws. I don't care what the story is. I'm just going to read it. Um, I enjoy this story quite a bit and not just for his art, which was a big surprise to me. Uh, But honestly, in my opinion, the second story, the one about Huntress was beautiful. I absolutely loved it. That's all I'm going to say about it. All right. I'm excited to get into it. I plan to do it tonight. Okay. I have. Sorry, I'm trying not to. Yeah, but yeah, don't get my put, fingerprints don't put on your this hands expensive on that book. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Um, this is Black Widow. This is issue number six. Um, you know, Ms. Black Widow just doing her thing and recruiting young girls into... Ms. Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Ms. Black Widow. How do uh, I murder a man? Yeah. Uh, Ms. Romanoff, please help me. Um, she, you know, after she had been kidnapped and brainwashed and stuff, she leaves her husband and her kid, sends them on a completely different life, and then she goes out and continues Black Widow biz. Um, within this 
I don't know. She she's going on a mission. She's doing stuff in this building, but it's also flashback or separate timeline to um, her. At, I think it's a farmers market. I'm gonna pretend that's what it was because imagining Black Widow shopping at a farmers market is really funny to yeah, me. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, and someone tries to pick her wallet from her pocket and fails and. Natasha recognizes that this girl is very good at what she does. She's quick. She's, like, fast on her feet. So she thinks about potentially recruiting, uh, which is why this issue is such a big deal right now because it is the first appearance of the new character. I can't remember what her name was. You know. You know how I yeah, am. Yeah, I can never remember. How, how could you? She, well, she ends up giving her a fake name, and that's why I can't remember what it was. I don't know if What's you... your name? Marigold. Have you ever shown me the art in this book before? Yes, uh, because in one of the issues, there was, like, a spread where she was fighting, oh, yeah, like, all throughout yeah, it. But, yeah, yeah, I do remember and that. This is why just so good. I know, part of the reason, she there's another page where she does that, too, where I just absolutely lost my mind. Um, yeah, the art in this book is, just like, so good, I cannot even handle it. And that's honestly... I just like the panel setups and colors mm-hmm. in that one. There. Yeah, that's really great. Ooh. Yeah, I, I love this book. Uh, I love, surprisingly love the story a whole lot, but the, the art is what kind of brought me into it and what has been keeping me here. Ms. Romanov, if you nasty. Patrick, you know! Yeah, that's you good. know. I can't snap, remember? That's why I keep trying. Um, <laughs> I just felt like the snaps were worth it. That was a snap. Yeah, no, snap that worthy. was very snap worthy. Patrick, you deserve double snaps for that. <laughs> if only I could snap. Um, I have Shadow Services is issue number seven. Uh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> Good thing this book is just kind of whatever to me. The, I just I just threw that book. I chucked it out of here. I said I don't want you anymore. Apparently, um, main character Gina. Uh, she is a rogue. Well, she was a spy for the MI six six six. But when she found out that they were going to kill. The man that saved her life, essentially, despite him being a bad guy, she exited the MI666 without their permission, meaning she is rogue now. <laughs> and she saves his life, and so in return, he is trying to protect her, keep her safe, and blah, blah, blah. Um, this also goes into a bit of her backstory and what happened to her mom after when she was little. She accidentally glued her stepdad to the inside of the wall. <laughs> Which happens, I think, like, in the the first, second issue. I can't remember. The story is, it's one of those where I'm, like, not hate reading it, but I'm also not liking it a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's, I like it enough where I can't just stop reading it. I have to know what happens. I have to finish the story because I I am kind of invested in these characters, especially Edwin the Rat, who I think is very cute. He's an actual rat, and he talks. (laughs) I love Edwin. Uh, That's all. You ready? Yes. You ready? Yes. All right. We got Department of Truth. This is issue number eight. We're just chugging along on this little Mm -hmm. book. You know, what's funny is I forgot to read issue number seven, but I read this issue. Well, I mean, you didn't have to read issue number seven to read this. Okay. So you're good. Good, 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 good. Because issues six and seven just did, uh, just focused on Robert, not Robert, I almost said Robert E. Lee. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of other murderers right now. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's not a thing. It's Lee Harvey Oswald, <laughs> if you please. <laughs> uh, anyway, 
uh, it focuses on him reading the files in the basement of the Department of Truth and, like, getting into the history of that. And this just picks up where issue five left off about Cole Turner kind of figuring out more about the Department of Truth. You learn a little bit more about, like, his past and maybe how the Department of Truth has used him as well. Uh, my favorite thing about this issue, and it's one that I mentioned probably one or two issues in, I said, are they ever going to talk about the Denver airport? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> they touch on it. Yeah. I think that's, like, honestly, that's a really great, cool part about this book is it does, like, pick and choose its, like, conspiracy theories. So if it's something you're aware of, like, it does, I think it will show up in this book. And I did, I also, one they were going to the Denver airport. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, they're doing this. And just, like, talking about all of the weird yeah. shit. And I'm just like, damn, like, I can't, I can't even imagine how James Tiny Onion's brain is right now. I, because my brain would be just so fucked up because, you know, like, the, the, <laughs> the like, research you would have to do for oh this book and the holes you would have to go down yeah it's pretty ridiculous i i have spent some time and i my one of my best friends is dj bill and if you know him as a person you know he's gotten he is stuck down a perpetual rabbit hole of conspiracy theories it's just like i don't know i it's like it does set like such a great tone for this book it's just it's so good yeah i know it's it's really good um the, i Oh, you, you go. I was going to say, I the art also has a way of, like, kind of pulling you in and making you feel crazy as well. Okay. This first page. Like, yeah. these pages, because this particular issue has, like, just a bunch of, like, pasted on, like, writing pages, mm -hmm. like, around the edges to form the, like, panels. Which, yeah, it's just so good. It's so good. I And it's weird because. Yeah, oh, my God. It's, you know what it is? It's the Pledge of Allegiance. Even better. Yeah, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States and to the Republic to... Yeah, this is literally just the Pledge of Allegiance. That's incredible. Uh, how yeah. did I learn how to read backwards, too? <laughs> it's just a really, really solid book all around. I think it just fits you into the story where you need to go mm -hmm. and just takes you on a goddamn ride. It is fantastic, and I love losing my mind a little bit yeah it's uh and i love like the weird horror element of it too because it's not like super overt and it's not super like subtle either it's like right in a good good place and it's weird because i don't know if i'm like am i scared by conspiracy theories absolutely 100 <laughs> is, is that what it is yes is, like, is this book scary and horror because i'm scared of conspiracy theories or is it legitimately like creepy to me like is it, the, is it the art or is it like what the the letters like what about this is hitting me in the way where it's like some issues make my skin crawl the like school shooting issue like made me angry but also just like uncomfortable uncomfortable very uncomfortable yeah and that's how i feel all the time reading this and i think that's the thing with conspiracy theories and the people who believe and don't believe them is there's always like they say there's always a little bit of truth in what yeah ever conspiracy there is and the fact that some people take that truth and just run for it without even thinking about it that's what makes me uncomfortable and the fact that this is being put into this kind of form with this kind of art and making me feel crazy while i'm reading it because i'm like i know that's not true but then in the back of my head i'm like wait a minute wait a is minute this what is the kernel of truth in this? Which part is it? Good job, dude. 
You make made me lose <laughs> you, my mind. You played me. You, you played me. I actually have a book. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh thank God. <laughs> I I just stuck it in a pile because I forgot you had that, that okay. stack of three. Um, I have I Read the Body. This is issue number four. Just like... Uh, Absolutely. I think that's the part that confuses me the most about it. Creepy people? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Because people, yeah, that I think that is the scary part about this book is that, like, or Department of Truth, is that, like, people do believe this stuff. Like, Without questioning it. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially the the gun, the mass shooting at the school issue where they talked about, like, there being, like, a crisis actors and stuff. Like, oh, right, right, right. The fact that, like, I think that's why that book made me so uncomfortable is because, like, people do believe that to such a truth, and then, like, that issue twisted a survivor, like, a victim, you know, who lost their child, twisted their brain to even believe that, and it's just, like, is that, could that happen? Like, that seems unreal but it also seems like incredibly plausible like if you have people constantly emailing you about this thing if you have people bombarding you you know and that's why those people like have restraining orders have had to like change identities and do different shit like that's just fucking wild Mm -hmm. like that shit's like and yeah i think that is probably why that book is so so unsettling (laughs) uh so yeah now again i have i read the body this is issue number four. I think once again, when I get to the end of a Zach Thompson book, I'm like, do I get this? I have one more issue. I think I get what's going on. This issue, I I really love how oddly like gory and strange this book is. And I really love what it's trying to say about social media and just being bombarded on a constant basis. Um, it's just so gruesome. <laughs> Like, the art and colors really fit so well, and I don't know, it's just so weird. It's so fucking weird. I just, I'm still blown away that I just didn't pick it up. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it when I'm, when it's all finished, because I think, I think you'll like it, and I think, I think it'll go better altogether, but also, I would not suggest reading it all at once, because some issues, like, the second issue or third issue, I came out of it, and my brain was just fucked up. I love to punish myself. Like, my so. brain was just destroyed. Like, I... Like, because it was gross? Or, like... It, because it was, like, it was super gruesome. And then it was just, like, bombarding. Like, the way it did it. It was just, like, bam, 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 bam. And I'm, like, but could you just give me, like, a, a break? <laughs> like, okay. It's good to know. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I really, really enjoy it. And, like I said, I'm... I think it's just, like, with, uh lonely receiver you know that ish last issue before the end where it just it was so heady and you're just like do do i get it does this really make sense am i am i understanding what this person is trying to say and that's why i kind of that's why i think i've started to like his work quite a bit especially in this horror realm it's just because i think i love that twist i love kind of getting my brain a little fucked up and then him being like all right well let me just bring it on down I need to let you borrow that other one. Yeah, the... God, I wish I could remember what it was called. I DJ has it, by the way. I asked him about it, because I was like, hey, did I loan this comic to you with, like, and completely forget about it? 
He said, yeah, this one. <laughs> so I'm going to have to take it from him and let you read it because I think you'd really enjoy that one because it's yeah, it was I just, my first taste and yeah, it fucked me up. Yeah, I just think he's a really solid writer and I do like his influences you can see from like other horror stuff as well. Mm-hmm. As somebody, you know, who loves horror and I know you can it's, relate to that. Yeah, it's heavy Cronenberg. <laughs> For sure. Um, All right, go ahead. Now you okay. talk about your legends. Because I'm only going to say one cute little thing about this. So this is... I can't turn this page. Okay, this is X-Men Legends. This is number three. This is the the return of the original X-Factor, is what it says. Um, this story takes place before X-Factor from 1986, issue number 43. If you have... I haven't read any of this. I have no idea. I read this issue and I have no idea what is going on. A baby goes missing. (laughs) There's a baby. I think his name is Michael. He goes missing. Michael Scott? Yeah. See, there he is. As Jesus. (laughs) Um, There's a really funny page, though, where Beast... Oh, there it is. Look at that shape. Yeah, Look at the shape of his body. His legs are so long. Yeah, what is he doing? Um, I have no idea what's going on in this book. Uh, I would not recommend this to anyone who has not read the older issues. um, Because it is just stories between stories that already exist. Like, their own little, like, intermissions, if you will. Um, So I did not read X-Factor. I have not read any X-Factor ever in my life. I didn't know there was an original X-Factor lineup. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) You really wrapped it up great today. Thank you. I'm really Thank proud. You. I went through 18 comics, yeah, you, guys. Yeah, you got it. And I read every single one of them. I am actually really proud of you. Oh, I did also read Harley Quinn number two. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention that. Um, I still enjoy it. I think it's super cute. It's just her going around town trying to right all of her wrongs and uh, with the help of Kevin? I wish I had it in front of me. He wants to right his wrongs as well, and he doesn't believe that he is able to because of all the bad that he has done. And she says, you know, if I was able to, then you should be able to as well. That's it. Cute. Yeah. All right. So then last, lastly, I'm last. I have Cable. This is issue number 10. This wraps itself up in a couple more issues. And I'm really sad. I'm really sad. Heather watched me have a kind of a fucking meltdown today. Yeah, work. it was like a complete <laughs> breakdown. <laughs> I was just counting books, and Champ was going, what? No, 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 no. They they better not. They better not. And, oh, it must have been an Amazon package. Oh. Uh, you're having weird things over there? Mm. No, not now. Okay. So, this ends in a couple more issues. I'm really sad. Had a breakdown at work, because... I realize that Cable is not going to be part of the Hellfire Gala. I'm about 95% sure. We'll see as it, like, wraps itself up. But Cable number 12 comes out June 30th. The first Hellfire Gala issue comes out June 16th. And they kind of hint at Cable not getting ready for the gala. And... I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to kill him, but I do think I have a decent idea of what's going to happen at this point. He's going to uh, melt. <laughs> I I don't... I don't know. I really love the series. I really like what they've done with all of it. I don't know... I don't know if it's the Phil Noto art. I don't know if it's just, like, the story itself, but I've, 
I don't know. I've been really drawn to this story. Like, it's been weird. I don't know how I connected so hard with it. I I am excited to see it, like, where it does end, you know, just because... Like, I, how they're going to tie yeah, it up. Yeah, I would like to see how they tie it up, and then I would like to see how they bring the rest of this into, you know, Krakoa and into this world we already have. And if they're going to bring in old Cable, like, I don't know. Once again, I'm sad, excited. I have a lot of emotions. I I don't know. I just don't want to I don't want to miss my weird boy that I've come attached to. Like who who knew I would become attached to to Cable? Never would have expected it. Yeah. Okay, so with that we got to go cuz apparently somebody's knocking on this stranger's door. <laughs> would have known it's probably them trying to get into their house. yeah why would they even do this to us so we'll they see must know we're recording a podcast <laughs> as right? always so we'll see you next week uh go to your local comic book store support them support your friends support your black know, and pink communities maybe. we love you as always thank you see you on the flippity flip thank you Later's on the menjay as they say it back home where's your home